Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We did it, folks. White boy Malcolm X and I, we survived the wind. That dangerous wind the National Weather Service warned us about, told us to get the hell out of Dodge, avoid the subject event, but we didn't do that. We ignored the hell out of them, and we're we're still here, still standing, and other than my neighbors, their wind chimes, them getting tossed around like a like a baggie of crack or crystal meth at a Hunter Biden party. Sorry, folks. Best analogy I could come up with on the fly. But other than that, we are we're no worse off for the wear. So we're back to do another podcast. Although, in keeping with last week, we're not here for long. Gonna try to do another week of shortened podcasts. Definitely this week, and I'm, I'm going to try for next week as well. I'll tell you what about these short podcasts, though. I find these more difficult to do than, the, than our normal podcasts, the, the 45-minute to an hour ones. With these shorter ones, I still want to cover like 8 to 10 stories. But when we try to cap it at 20, 25 minutes, That just doesn't, it doesn't leave us a lot of time on a per average story basis, not a lot of time to dig in. And sometimes I just, I just want to unpack a story a little more than two to three minutes is going to allow. Like that, that Harry Styles story we had on, on Friday, Harry yet again, playing a hearty game of closet peekaboo. Peekaboo, peekaboo. And not that I really wanted to discuss him more. I just find this whole thing where these kids, these celebrity kids, like Harry Styles, we had another story on on Shawn Mendes. That was on Tuesday. He's out there talking about how he can't be his authentic self, whatever the hell that means. And you've got a couple of others out there. AJKJ Appa, that strapping stud of a ginger, him out there with his alter ego Fifi, and a couple of others. And I just assume at this point, all these celebrity kids playing coy, playing a hearty game of closet peekaboo, I assume they're doing it because they're terrified they're going to lose their career if they come out of the closet. It can't be coming out of the closet that's scaring them. As you regular listeners know, I came out in South Carolina in 1991. 
if I can do it then and there, coming out in, I don't know where these kids live, L.A., New York, London, Toronto, wherever, if I can do it then and there, they should have zero issue coming on out. I could be wrong, but I think it has to do with the career. But it's their career, their lives. If that's what they want to do, God bless them. That's their choice. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one, it's from LGBTQ Nation. Those girls over at LGBTQ Nation. Madison Cawthorn accused of inappropriate relationship with male staffer. Video of the young man with his hand on Cawthorn's crotch, the two men's living arrangements, and a sordid Venmo trail have led to calls for an ethics investigation into the two young men's relationship. Like I said before, they are really, really, really out to get this kid one way or another. Not that he does himself any favors with that mouth. And not just the story on the the coke and orgies, but just in general, his mouth. But this story, are those girls over at the LGBTQ nation, are they really gay shaming Madison Cawthorn, outing him as a big old queen, a member of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe? This is why I like to mock the gay media, them in their heroes and villains narrative. You can go to any of these sites, any of these gay news sites, not just LGBTQ Nation, but you've got Queerty, Tal Road, Pink News, The Advocate, Washington Blade, a couple of others. You can go to any of these sites, look at the stories and go, hero or villain? Because every story, folks, every story on any of those websites, they're either giving a a media hand job to a hero or they're trying to take out a villain. It's the narrative which determines their behavior. If it's a hero and one of their heroes gets accused of playing handsy gropey like this, oh, that's despicable behavior, trying to out someone. This is horrible. This is homophobic. How dare you do something so vile? Those girls would have a complete meltdown. You try to out someone else, someone that they like. But since Madison Cawthorn here, he's a villain, well, I guess it's okay to gay shame him with the roommate who maybe possibly likes to fondle his crotch. Oh, and by the way, Madison, he also likes to dress up in negligees and bras. Perfectly acceptable behavior if you're a hero. Then it's a wonderful lifestyle choice. But if you're a villain, this is the coverage you get. From the Washington Free Beacon, Dr. Dud, Jill Biden, that's Dr. Jill Biden, biography sells just 250 copies in first week. Covering the White House has become a bore for journalists now that Trump is gone. Oh, poor babies over in the media. 
That's right. Four babies in the media. That orange man is gone. It's no fun to report on the White House anymore. Okay, baby. Kill the baby. Kill that damn baby. I wonder what her book advance was. In all seriousness, I wonder what Dr. Jill Biden, what she got for a book advance. And whatever it was, God knows what it was. I'm sure it was a a hefty fee there. I wonder if they're going to be able to to claw any of that back. Dr. Jill, we're going to need to get some of that book advance back. Your book just isn't selling. Oh, well. That's just how I imagine Dr. Jill Biden sounding. Oh, well, I I need to talk to the big guy first. Another swamp payoff. In my opinion, another swamp payoff. First, we had creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, his sister, now his wife. She's got her own book deal, too. Like, that's a coincidence, those two getting book deals. No. And like anyone gives a crap about what either of them have to say, clearly not if Dr. Jill Biden, if she can't sell but 250 books, probably the the East Wing staff buying him for her birthday and Christmas presents this year. That's where that's where those book sales went. But nobody gives a damn about either of them what they have to say about creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. But enjoy that book advance, Dr. Jill Biden. Have yourself a grand gay old time spending it before they can claw it back. From Fox Business Newsom Moles keeping California's last nuclear power plant open amid green energy woes. PG&E-owned Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant was to close by 2025. So I guess the, the Gavin Newsom green fantasy of solar and wind farms to provide power for 40 million people, that's butting up against what we like to call Reality. And I remember we were living in California. Well, I was there from 1999 to 2009, so about 11 years. But it was, I think it was 2000, 2001. It was back around then. We were living up in the Bay Area. It was either Sausalito or Mill Valley. But I remember what 20, 21 years ago, I remember firsthand rolling blackouts in California. And if memory serves me correctly, they had to import electricity. They paid a a fortune to bring it in. But this is what you get with these people when they think, when they try to shut everything down, make everything renewable energy, and there is no way in hell, folks, no way in hell that they can ever fully green their power supply, especially when they try to force 40 to 50 million people, force them into electric cars, ban the sale of gas power cars to do that. And so you're going to need power for 40 to 50 million people, 40 to 50 million electric cars. 
But if you think that power grid, if it's not strained already, just think what's going to happen when they start plugging in millions and millions and millions of electric cars. I don't care how many wind farms they put up. I don't care how many millions of birds they murder. I don't care how many solar panels they put up. They're going to have to import a lot of electricity, thereby, yet again, transferring pollution. This time out of state, let someone else manufacture the power. Let them take the environmental hit. They're going to transfer it, but not end it. But as long as, as long as they feel all warm and fuzzy inside, I guess that's all that matters. Ah, Jesus Christmas with this one. From out, those girls over at out, Demi Lovato just quietly updated their pronouns on Instagram. Demi's Instagram bio now lists both they, them, and she, her pronouns in the pronoun section. How the hell does that work? Having two sets of pronouns up there on Instagram. Flip a coin every morning. If it's heads, I'm they, them. If it's tails, I'm she, her. Is that how that works? Do you get to pick which super special pain in the ass pronouns you get to use with Demi Lovato? And I have to admit this, folks. What annoys me most about this story, no, not the super special pain in the ass pronouns, but the fact that I guess maybe possibly I'm kind of wrong. How am I wrong? Well, you know, it's kind of not my fault. She kind of led me there. But Demi, I don't know how many months ago, she was teasing another reboot. She's already on her second reboot. She went from Demi Lovato, heterosexual woman, to Demi Lovato, pansexual woman. What's a pansexual? A snooty bisexual. A distinction without difference. And when that wasn't enough, what did she do? She came out as non-binary with super special, pain in the ass, they, them pronouns. And so she's been teasing this, this third reboot, maybe possibly coming out Demi 4.0, transgender man. So that's what I've been waiting for, folks. Her rebooting again, her going to transgender man. Then I assumed she'd reboot one more time. She's probably not going to get near the attention that Elliot Page got when he came out as trans. So at some point, she might spend a couple months trans. She'd reboot again, come around full circle, Demi 5.0, back to square one, heterosexual woman. That's what I've been thinking, but I guess not. Maybe this she, her pronoun, that's her signaling. She's going past go. She's not collecting $200. She's skipping the trans reboot, just going straight back to she, her. Not that I blame her. I'm sure she's thinking, I know I need the attention, but am I really going to get any attention whatsoever coming out as trans? Everyone else is doing it, so probably not. Why waste the time? 
Either way, Demi, good luck out there. Hope this is the bliss you've been chasing. And no, white boy Malcolm X, we are not going to follow her on Instagram to see what she does next. She's a gay hero, so she'll get that star treatment in one of the gay rags. We don't need to bother keeping track of her. Those queens will do it for us. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From Lifehacker How to Finally Stop Buying the Wrong Light Bulbs. Confused which light bulbs to buy? If you're always buying the wrong bulbs, here's what you need to know. Are they trolling me, white boy Malcolm X? Are these clowns over at Lifehacker? No doubt, millennial Gen Z journalists. Are they trolling me? Me mocking these how to adult 101 stories out there. So they put this out there. How to finally stop buying the wrong light bulbs. See if I'll fall for it, which I clearly have. I'm looking at this going, who the hell consistently buys the wrong light bulbs? Okay, maybe once, twice. I'm sure it happens from time to time. Hasn't happened to me, but you know, now I bought AA batteries when what I really needed were, were AAAs. So I guess we can all screw up on occasion. This article, though, if you're always buying the wrong light bulbs. So apparently, folks, there are people out there who are constantly foiled by light bulbs. I know that I'm starting to sound like a broken record here, but white boy Malcolm X, who do you think is out there struggling and failing, epically failing, to buy the right light bulbs. Correct, sir. Millennial Gen Z kids out there. That's who. Probably because mommy and daddy, mommy and mommy, daddy and daddy, non-binary parent one, non-binary parent two. They not only buy all the groceries, clean up the house, do all the laundry, pay all the bills, all the adulting out there to keep up the house. But the parents, whatever their gender identity, whatever their sexual orientation, no judgment here on the Miller Frost podcast, but they're probably the only ones in the house that notice that a bulb is burnt out, that it needs to be replaced, and they know how to do that. How many millennial Gen Z kids out there even know how to unscrew a light bulb to replace it? Hey, Mom, that light thing in the ceiling went dark again. I flipped the switch, but it doesn't do anything. Can you fix it? I can totally see that, folks. 
And another thing, while I'm at it, I am terrified to go into my twilight years. Not just because the Grim Reaper, he, she, they. Folks, we do not know the gender identity of the Grim Reaper. But they're going to be that much closer to coming and getting me. Take me wherever it is I wind up. Hopefully not in purgatory with that queen, ex-queen, whatever, Milo Yiannopoulos. That's hell to me. Purgatory with Milo. But can you see this country when it's run by people who can't manage to figure out how to buy a light bulb? I mean, we're basically ruled by feckless clowns as it is. But I'm sure even demented, creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, Queen Kamala, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, I bet they, all of them, know how to change a light bulb. Even if the help, the servants, Take care of it for them. So buckle up, kids. All you fellow Gen Xers out there. You boomers still waiting to retire. We're in for it real good here soon. From the post-millennial. Apple employees claim it's racist to force them to return to a physical office. A return to in-person work would make Apple's workforce younger, whiter. (gasps) Heavens no. We don't want that. Everyone knows that Whitey sucks. Whitey is the devil. But picking back up, a return to in-person work would make Apple's workforce younger, whiter, male-dominated, and less diverse because such work exacerbates a set of privileges, employees argue. And we had a story about woke Apple, I don't know, a month or two ago, where their woke employees They were getting all hysterical because Apple, woke Apple, wanted them to come back into the office three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Employees can work from home the remainder of the week, Wednesday and Friday, and their employees, they can take four weeks out of the year to work from any location they desire. And that's still not enough for those hysterical woke brats at Woke Apple. I tell you what though, they are definitely pulling out all the stops. Bringing out the race card like this just so they can work from home or screw around full time. The question I have is, was Apple, Woke Apple, were they a racist company before COVID? Because I assume folks that people had to show up to the office before COVID came along They didn't build that $5 billion campus to just sit there and be empty, sit there and look pretty, like white boy Malcolm X over there. So was it racist for woke Apple to make people show up to the office before 2020? And I'll just answer that, no. And can you imagine being a poor schlub who works at one of their retail stores? If you work in one of their retail stores and those stores working in those stores, what a cluster blank that is. I think that's almost as bad as working in a Starbucks. That's what kind of nightmare I imagine working at an Apple store to be. But if you work in one of those stores, you have to show up to work every single day. You don't get to work remote. 
And those spoiled brats at corporate, oh, it's racist to make us come into work at all. You're a racist pig, Tim Cook. But this is what you get, folks. When you hire these hysterical brats, this is what you get when you overindulge these hysterical brats. So, Tim, you have fun reigning in your workforce. Have yourself a grand gay old time doing that. And our last story, folks, it's from Queerty. Those girls over at Queerty. Gay men list the gay stereotypes they feel are most accurate. A Reddit post has gone viral and prompted hundreds of comments after asking gay men what gay stereotypes were relatable. Of course it would be a Reddit post. No longer the domain of virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement doing all that weird crap. Nope. Queens are on there too. But on Reddit, not that I go there, I can only imagine what kind of fresh hell is on there. But someone on Reddit, they asked this question. What is the most accurate gay stereotype? And lucky for you, white boy Malcolm X, drinking Italian beer, banging a Ronald McDonald blow-up doll, neither of those made this list. And real quickly, folks, here it is. Number one, oddly enough, walking too fast. No idea what that's about. Now it's true, I am a big old queen, and I do walk fast. I don't know if that has anything to do with me being gay, though. I am 6'3". I have long legs. Of course, I walk fast. But these short little queens out there, these little pocket queens like Pocket Queen Pete, Chastin Buttigieg, that low rank queen from Indiana, those girls, they sashay really slow. So I don't know what that's about. Number two, terrible sitting posture. Probably because you queens, you're all hungover from the night before. Had yourself a grand, man, my voice is starting to go. Grand, I'll just say it like that. Gay old time, out partying the night before. You just want to crawl into bed, but you got to go to work. Pay for those cocktails somehow. So I can totally see that. Number three, gay guys like to have sex with other men. No, duh. That one, that must be for the same people who can't figure out how to buy a light bulb. One of those blooming idiots. Number four, being at least slightly more sarcastic, sassy, or passive-aggressive than the average straight guy. I'll own the sarcasm. Not that I can deny that one. Sassy, passive-aggressive. God, queens are passive-aggressive. That one, totally true. Number five, Most gay guys are horny AF. AF is, well, I'll just say as, well, it starts with an F, rhymes with puck. Let you figure that one out on your own. And you horny queens, the ones with the multi-shot discount for penicillin, and you queens know who you are. That one's for you. Number six, we're almost done, folks. Two more after this. But number six, iced coffee, definitely for millennial Gen Z queens out there. That stuff is nasty. 
Nasty, nasty, nasty. I actually went out once, met some queen out at a Starbucks for a coffee. He ordered an iced coffee. I was like, not going there. Done. Number seven, being obsessed with female singers or drag culture. You share Grandma Madonna, Britney fetishists out there. You know who you are. And I don't know a damn thing about drag culture. No, I take that back. I do know one thing about drag culture. Stay the hell away from a drag queen. You want to talk about bitchy. You think Queen Kamala is bitchy. You ain't seen nothing yet. You tangle with a drag queen. And the last one, number eight. Gays don't know cars. Oh, they know cars all right. How do I get my BMW convertible? How many roommates do I have to have to afford my BMW convertible? You want to talk about a cliche? When I moved back to Atlanta in 2014, I tell you what, you could not swing a dead cat in Midtown Atlanta, even as gentrified as it was, but you could not swing that dead cat without hitting a queen owning a BMW convertible. And to own that BMW convertible, shared a two-bedroom apartment with three or four other queens. That's how they could work their dead-end job and still afford a BMW convertible. Lots of roommates in a crappy apartment. So on that note, since I cannot top these silly stereotypes, even if most of them are, to one degree or another, true, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend. And you've been really quiet today, sir. I hope everything's all right. I got beer in the fridge, Italian beer, ready to go. But joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 